What are you choosing to create in your life? Are you doing it with awareness? And are you doing it with strength? Are you doing it through fear? And are you possibly doing it because it's something you love? Welcome to the Mindset Alchemy podcast, where we look at the way words, thoughts, feelings, and our surroundings impact us, work with us, and work against us. Looking forward to having you join me. Let's get on with it. Hello and welcome to the Mindset Alchemy podcast. Janine here. I'm delighted to have you. Yes, I know I did an intro and everything welcoming you before this, but today I am so delighted to welcome Tannis Cochran from Twillo to come and chat to us. Tannis, thank you so much for joining us. And people, we said this mention that everything works. Tannis, over to you. <laughs> It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much, Janine, for, for inviting me. Um, yeah, so I'm Tannis Coughlin, and I am the founder of the Twilla Lifestyle Community, Twilla Lifestyle Academy here in Canada. Uh, we're international, but the uh, for the most part, we're working on that. And, oh, we're working on that. And uh, <laughs> did you catch that part? Yes, we did. We did. Okay. I seem to have froze for a moment, but <clears throat> perfect. Um <laughs> We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. So I am a Reiki master, uh, Aqualead master, Nocti master, Celtic shamanic high priestess. Um, I am a crystal healer and a channel and an oracle. So I do a whole bunch of, you know, stuff. I love that. You do a whole bunch of stuff. I love that you say Celtic uh, rather than Celtic. I find that interesting because everyone has such a point of view about it. Could you share a bit about what you do as a Celtic shamanic practitioner? Mm -hmm. So that's like ceremonial healings. So um, I do like journey work, um, ceremonies, uh, you know, so things like cord cutting, curse removals. Um, we do ceremonies for the moons and, uh, you know, things like candle magic and, mm -hmm you know, spell bags and mm -hmm. talismans and all that fun stuff. All earth-based magic stuff. Yeah, it's magic stuff, you know. That's beautiful. We're talking about alchemy today, so. Yes, we it's are. Alchemy. Alchemy. <laughs> For those of you on the podcast and not the YouTube video, Tannis has a beautiful copper pyramid behind her. Would you like to share the significance of this? Well, it it helps to bring in more energy. So I will often set it up um, with my massage bed underneath it mm -hmm. and crystals, large crystals around it to have a crystal bath. So I offer that as a, a service uh, as well at times and uh, when I get it set up and everything. Um, in the meantime, I even if you put your chair under there and meditate, you just feel the energy coming in. You'll notice there's, for those of you that can see, there's a crystal right in the center. And so that really, what it does is it brings all the energy in and down through the crystal. So you can just really feel very connected and, and um, uh, in tune. It's I really very beautiful <laughs> energy. It is. What led you to begin the Twitter Academy? How did you get to where you are today? Share with us, please. Okay. So I spent 20 some years in home healthcare, uh, started in the field. Uh, and then ended up in management. 
and had two uh, burnouts because, you know, I didn't learn the first time. And, <laughs> um, and then after that, I was like, okay, I need to do something different. This isn't working. And so spirit led me to a different option. Um, here in Ontario, we had what was called the Ontario Self-Employment Benefit Program. Mm -hmm. And so I was out one day with my husband and I'm like, I just, I'm, this was after my last position. I'm like, I need to go in there. And he's like, okay. So it was the employment office. Um, I had worked with one of the guys there as a manager. I had gone in to do speaking engagements and stuff. And um, so I went into the employment office and I was like, so tell me about this program. And he's like, well, funny, you should ask. <laughs> The, <laughs> the deadline for the program is actually Friday. And this was like Tuesday oh or something. Word. Catching so it I, on. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> that's why they were so insistent that day. Yes. I say they because I talk about the guides a lot. So my mm -hmm. guides do a lot of um, guiding. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> so I went in and I was like, okay, what do we have to do? And he's like, well, do you want to join in June? the June cohort or do you want to join and this was like early May or something do you want to join the June cohort cohort or do you want to wait until September and right away I said no no I want to do it in June and he was like okay let's get on it then let's let's get you going and the initial um application was huge it was almost like doing a um a big business plan mm -hmm. Anyways, by this time I had had, so I took, I had started taking training mm -hmm. um, during my last positions uh, as an HR professional as well. So I had just received my certification in HR and I had just gotten my Reiki master certification. Okay. So I was faced with the decision, do I start an HR business or do I start a Reiki business? And, um, you know, you, you make decisions because out of fear, out of um, discussion with family and friends and all of that stuff, right? So I decided I would do the HR because it was mainstream. Keep in mind, this is seven or eight years ago now. So, you know, our energy healing world has grown a By lot. Leaps and bounds, yes. Yes. So it wasn't as mainstream as you might, as it is now. So I went into this, this uh, program and managed to get in after this huge process that you had to go through. And we get into the, the room to sign the papers for, to join the program. And the people that were running the program came in and they were really like sad. <laughs> Being an empath, I was like, what's going on? Um, and they said to us that we're really glad that you're here because you're actually the last cohort. Wow. So if I had not chosen June yeah. and I had chosen September, I probably would not be where I am right now because entrepreneurship was not something that I thought I was even capable of <laughs> at the time. Um, so anyways, I started my business and everything. We're going along and it's a business to business, right? So it's a long sales cycle and all of that stuff. One morning I get one Sunday morning, I get woken up with this whole download about spirituality in the workplace. Beautiful. Okay. 
Um, and they wouldn't let me go back to sleep. I'm not a morning person. This was like six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, can I just go to sleep? And they're like, no. <laughs> so I had to get up and write this whole article about spirituality in the workplace. And um, so I, I jump into that and write it. And then I go back to bed, of course, because it's really early for me. That afternoon, I get up, I go to a friend's place for, for tea. I don't say anything about the morning thing. And before I go, she's intuitive. Before I go, she says, oh, I have a book for you. And I'm like, okay. Um, and she hands me the Idiot's Guide to Spirituality in the Workplace. <laughs> Don't you I'm do like, that synchronicity? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, seriously, we're name calling now? You just gave me the information this morning. <laughs> what a beautiful story. <laughs> well, actually, it's more than a story. It's sort of happening. That is gorgeous. So what was your next step after that? Because at that time, spirituality and workplaces were not mutually uh, agreeable. They were more mutually exclusive in a lot of ways. Exactly. And so after that, I, I that week, I brought the book home and I was reading and then we had, I had a counselor coming um, to look over my stuff for the program, right? A counselor, more of a consultant, business consultant. Um, and she came and she was like, I, I was all ready for it, right? I had my my quality indicator reports. I had my QuickBooks open. I was like process and manual ready and, you know, my business hat on. She comes in and she goes, what are you going to do if you're not making enough money by the end of the program? And I had not been telling anybody that I did Reiki, right? Because I was worried I would be seen as woohoo. So all of a sudden, I'm like faced with the fact like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to tell her. Um, do Reiki too? She's like, that's perfect. That's your differentiator, spirituality in the workplace. I love it. <laughs> so I almost fell off my chair and I had to tell her the story, go get the book. So there was something about that that flipped a switch for me. Mm. And I realized that. I was quite capable of doing both. And I had had a client during that period that was not, uh, that I didn't resonate with. Mm -hmm. It went fine, you know, like it was fine. We got everything accomplished. We needed to get accomplished, but it wasn't, it didn't have the ease of, of somebody that might be more resonant, right? Mm -hmm. So with that and this other, I found that um, I didn't want to, I, I decided I would just be, true to me and be me mm -hmm. and not worry about what anybody else thought right as soon as I did that and became more authentic both businesses started to do better so I launched the Twilla lifestyle community at that point and it started to go well and um then we went in and I was going along I still do both businesses actually uh they've switched proportions I was doing mostly HR and a little bit of Reiki and now it's like a little bit of HR and I do mostly uh the Reiki business mm -hmm. and then for the school um basically I mean I did that for till COVID right mm -hmm. then we had COVID <laughs> and I had I started doing everything online yes. and um I had four people ask me if I would mentor them by this time, I've taken a bunch of classes. So that's like a six-year period or five-year period, right? I've taken a bunch of classes, uh, became a Celtic shamanic high priestess. Um, I had, uh, you know, just been working, doing my own work 
right? Like we all have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter who you are, you're always going to be doing the work. Yes. And um, <laughs> I had it. They do. Yeah. 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 And there's always stuff to do. You're always yeah. with. I mean, the, the healing path is all about self discovery, yeah. right? It, it's it, not really. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So I, I was going to say, I interrupted you and you were getting to quite a crucial point, but yes, that is. <laughs> yeah, <very important. laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so I had, I had four people ask me if I would mentor them. And I, so I went to them and I'm like, what does this look like? What do you want me to do? I don't know what you want me to do. And I was told to start a school. I'm like, okay, I'm already teaching Reiki. So, okay, I'll just start a school and see where it goes so I started the Twilo Lifestyle Academy and uh, realized as I was looking around me that I had um, a beautiful team of friends who all had their own talents in all different areas and I'm like we're stronger together they each have their own businesses as well but we're way stronger together like let's let's put let's let's do something together so uh, so I have nine other teachers now um, teaching everything from sacred play to um, SRT, trauma release therapy, um, uh, yoga, you know, the there's holistic nutrition, there's crystals, which I do, there's uh, essential oils. So we have like a really wide variety of stuff um, going on. And, uh, we do, I, I have a Celtic shamanic high priestess program happening. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's just really come together. Like it's just, and it was like, everything went smoothly and this is how it ended up. And so now I am uh, the proud owner of three businesses. <laughs> and <laughs> although the, the school is kind of more of like a subsidiary, right. To the mm-hmm. total lifestyle community, but, uh, I sort of see it as a third. They're, they become your babies, right? So right. that. But it is its own entity. If you look at it, its own energy, its own everything. So yes, I would say it's separate, mm-hmm. connected, mm-hmm. And separate. <laughs> Very much so. And so I have two other practitioners working with Twila Lifestyle Community as well now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and our teachers are North American wide. So. I have teachers in Seattle, in Illinois. Um, I have ones out in Newfoundland. I'm in Ottawa, so I have a few in Ottawa. So there's, it's wide, one in Montreal. So we have, uh, they're really all over North America, you know, and we do it all online, but they're live. You know, there's a lot, Mm. the the market's saturated with ones that are recorded and that you just purchase you know and I get that that's less money but you don't have the interaction Mm. you know when you teach live it's it's different you get a synergy going with your with your students right and the teacher Mm. yes and you're able Mm. as a teacher you can adjust right to what your students strengths are or Mm. questions and yeah I must say I've seen that in various programs that I've run each group it might be similar it might be the same topic and yet it winds up being very different with each group because they each bring their own energy their own everything to it and they have different requirements they've had different lives um something that i really love that i'm looking at here people it says tlc twillow lifestyle community and that Mm -hmm. is very much what i get from you is that you're all about tender loving care 
Um, and that is one of the reasons when we work live, even when it's online, we're able to give that TLC directly to the person. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I, that's why I, if we do any that are pre-recorded, they, they will be not the main, I, I don't wish them to be the main, mainstay mm -hmm. of the business. Because for me, it's all about human interaction. Mm -hmm. And even online, you know, as energy healers, we know we can do distance stuff. And yeah. with COVID, that was one of the things I found I could do like pretty much everything online as I as I learned because COVID was a huge learning curve for me. Me <laughs> too. I, <laughs> we had to start doing this kind of thing, which I'd never done before, right? Mm -hmm. um, I had to start doing video editing because I was doing podcasts and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, learning to do all sorts of things distance. So I like will do house clearings and everything mm -hmm. distance mm -hmm. because I just learned to just go there, right? Yes. Energetically. That's right. I'm very mm. blessed. Actually, before COVID, I was already online for three years. So COVID made a huge difference in that people went online. They weren't expecting yes. me to be in person here in South Africa. So it made a huge difference. You talk about doing a house clearing online. Would you like to share with the audience exactly what a house clearing is for those who haven't, um, who don't understand what that is? Sure. So we get residual energy stuck in the house, whether it's from an argument or stress or environmental things, right? Like chemical and that kind of stuff. And so, uh, I mean, could be other stuff too, but I don't know if you want to go there. <laughs> I don't mind. Let's go there. <laughs> okay, ghosts. Um, yes. so, <laughs> um, so, People you can put your hands through, yes. <laughs> yes those ones <laughs> um, so uh, basically i go in and, and clear out the energies that aren't supposed to be there mm -hmm. is what is what it is and then oh, um, causing mischief there yes and or just making people feel heavy and sad you mm -hmm. know because sometimes it's just a matter of uh they've had a fight they haven't really cleared it right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's almost like allowing your house to take a deep breath mm. interesting thank you that happens often i <laughs> they give me a phrase and i'm like oh, okay um so yeah it's kind of like allows your house to take a deep breath after right. a, a big thing right yeah. so smudging would include um using sage you know or palo santos or uh, incense you know you could those are the those are my top choices anyways okay. um mm -hmm. I also use that plus holy water to, to spritz after. And then I'll do like an energetic gridding with sacred geometry on the walls mm -hmm. uh, to just protect and keep other stuff mm -hmm. at bay. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting because a lot of people feel saging is to, um, in inverted commas, chase things out. And yet they forget that actually saging is to bring source in. And it's mm -hmm. thoughts that clears the area. What are your feelings and experiences around this? Yeah, I, I would say it probably does a little bit of both, right? Yes, definitely. Uh, I, it definitely clears stuff. I think that, you know, any of the sacred um, herbs bring source in, mm -hmm. right? 
Mm-hmm. So it's kind of one of those things. Are you bringing source into clear or are you clearing and then sources coming in? It's kind of like a, it's, it's a bit of a cycle, oh. like, right? There's a flow to it. Kind of like the chicken and egg thing, which one comes first? Do we, okay. we still have an egg? I'm, you know, <laughs> so it's, yeah, I would say that, you know, source comes when you do ceremony. Yes. Oh, I love that. Well, say that again, please. Source? It's source comes when we do ceremony my whole body just relaxed when you said that that was just so beautiful for me very often people will clear their homes and forget to replace um what was heavy with love or light or whatever they working with so thank you for sharing on that that is very very powerful now I thought of about 10 questions while you were saying that and now that I thought of that the questions of God (laughs) source (laughs) <laughs> bring them back bring them back For me, that is quite an important thing because it gets people to understand that there's more to life than the scene there's very often the feeling what has your experience been around picking up on other people's feelings and how do you work with your clients and your teachers with that yeah, so I'm an empath. I'm actually a physical empath. So I don't even mm. just feel the emotion as many empaths feel the do. physical, me too, the pain and everything. Yes. I resonate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've actually so, had childbirth that's not my own several times as a midwife. Oh, my. Yeah. Yes. Oh my that night. must be tough. <laughs> it was an interesting point tough. of view. And at that time, I didn't know about empaths and energy work. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, that's okay. And, you know, there's a high propensity of physical empaths to be diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Yes, I've seen this. That is so, so true. And a lot of chronic fatigues, not just fibromyalgia. Yeah. Yeah. And I was diagnosed when I was 21. Um, So I, this has been my whole life, right? But didn't really fall into my path until later in life right so I've been on the the spiritual path about 10 years um several years <laughs> anyway uh not that I'm really worried about age I'm just joking around but um, it was definitely later in life uh, when I started into this uh, in my 40s and um, well, late 30s, early 40s. And so it was, you know, it took me that long to kind of figure out what was happening to me. And I was going through those burnouts and realized that um, I really needed to do something. And I went for my first Reiki session and I had never felt so good. And that was how I got into Reiki. I, I joke about Reiki being my gateway drug to all of this because <laughs> it was, uh, I went to Reiki and I had never felt so good. I'm like, oh my God, I need to learn how to do this. <laughs> so that started my Reiki journey. And then that, everything just fell into place for me after that. I was like, I just get that the energy is there. And as I moved through the Reiki classes, um, as you raise your vibration, you become closer, right? So I always look at vibration. I am getting back to that question. This is a long finagled answer. But um, (laughs) when we, so we have like a a range for for our senses, right? And so if you look at your hearing range, so your hearing range is here and the dog whistle that, you know, the dog's here, but we don't Mm -hmm. necessarily hear. It's like up here, 
right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it's not acting on our body. Yep. Right. So oftentimes people that are, are um, more sensitive, mm -hmm. they'll be getting more input to their body all mm -hmm. the time, but they want to understand why. So if that was to go off all the time, right? So as we go through Reiki training or you go through your spiritual practices, you start to clear some of the denser energies. Um, and with the world the way it is, and we're raising the world's vibration at the moment, we start to open that range up, right? So whether it's awareness, whether it's vibration, right? You're starting to open that range up. So for me, as I started to open that range up, all of a sudden these ghosts and stuff are like here <laughs> and I start seeing them. Yes. And I was like, what do I do with that? <laughs> and so, you know, it starts to expand. And that's, I mean, I, I think we're hearing more. It's my feeling anyway. Maybe it's just because I work in this profession, but I feel that we're hearing more about ghosts and you know that type of paranormal stuff mm -hmm. um and i i really believe that it's because the earth vibration is raising that all of our awareness is doing this very subtly but it's much closer to these other frequencies because it's all frequency right so this range is a frequency range that we can hear nice. or or a, a visual range that we can see so as we raise our frequency all of a sudden we have this greater awareness to those other energies that are around us and okay. so i mean i'm sure you've talked before on your podcast about the clairs um right so the clairvoyance being clear clear visual clear audience clear clear hearing so those are all your senses and it it works for sentience as well right we're not aware of the stuff mm -hmm. that's going on around us mm -hmm. when we start to raise our vibration all of a sudden you feel more of those subtle energy changes yes. so whether it's um you know a slight temperature change or a slight tingling in the air or there's like this bit of density as you put your hand through those kinds of things are what started to come for me as I was on my journey and so you have to start to protect yourself a little bit more because of course you're more sensitive to these things right so ceremonies do that for me so there are you know uh i do a tubing thing every morning if you raise your vibration you keep it high you're not intermingling with the lower denser energies as much right yeah. so it's not it's not as much of a thing um but being a physical empath when i do my work with people i do have to have some kind of a tubing or protecting going on um because i found out the hard way <laughs> that you actually feel people's pain Yes. Um, I had a, a early on in my Reiki, I think it was a level two and I was trying to get a handle on this, this family friend. He was coming over once a week, um, for a few weeks because he had arthritis all over his body and it would move and we were trying to give him some comfort. So he would come in and he'd just get on the table. We didn't talk about anything and I'd start the Reiki and then all of a sudden I'd be like, oh my goodness, my shoulder's so sore. It wasn't sore earlier. And then I'd be done and it would be gone. And then he would say to me, my shoulder's much better. Thanks. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, yes. Huh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this went on and it was different body parts every week, you know? Yeah. So I called my Reiki master. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> She's like, oh, honey, you're a physical empath. <laughs> yes. Okay. Have a so, box and get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she said, and that's actually what prompted me to continue 
on with my studies really right because once you're at that point you're like okay well just i need to learn how to fit how to fix it how to control it how to do that right so um yeah i don't know whether you'd like me to do like a little exercise for everybody that to would try. Be wonderful that would be awesome okay. yes please okay so let's do a tubing and okay. what I want you to do is, uh, all of you out there, close your eyes for a minute. And I'll just have you take a couple of deep breaths. And I want you to feel the space around your body. So that would be like your, your auric space, right? All of this energy that's around your body. Just feel that energy. Okay. Now we're going to call in a big tube of light. I work with the angels a fair bit, so we're going to use them today. And I just want you all to repeat after me, okay? Archangel Michael. Archangel, Archangel Michael. Archangel Gabriel. Archangel Gabriel. Archangel Uriel. Archangel Uriel. And Archangel Raphael. And Archangel Raphael. If it's appropriate. If it's appropriate. For as long as it's appropriate. For as long as it's appropriate. Please tube me. Please tube me. And just feel as the big tube of light comes down around you. And as we were saying, notice the different subtle changes in the air around you, whether it's temperature, um, density of the air. Notice those changes. Often people will feel like um, either cold because angelic energy can actually be super high vibration that it goes past heat into cold, um, or they'll feel um, a bit vibrating, or some people will feel like it's a big warm hug. Yeah, for me, there was a lot of cold and the, it, I feel the energy in my body, all around mm -hmm. the body. Mm. So the other thing is, if you're feeling like it's a little too much energy, I'd like you to envision that you have roots coming out of your feet, going all the way down into the earth, wrapping around a tree root or something, and then anchoring down to the crystalline core of the earth. So continue down through that earth, wrap around the crystalline core. And just ask the energies to give you exactly what you need today and the rest transmute into Mother Earth. And how does that feel? Wonderful. <laughs> Very grounding, amazing and incredible. Thank you. My pleasure. Mm -hmm. So that's a quick and easy one that I do with a lot of my, with most of my clients. Uh, I, I end up seeing a lot of empaths and usually by the time they get to mine, they're at that burnout point, you know, because if you think about it, even the body mechanics of being an empath, right? That it's a lot of drain on the adrenals because it's like you're in fight or flight all the time. Mm. And so that's a bit it's tough on the body sometimes. So that's, you know, 
if we can try to control sort of the the input because if you think about stuff coming at you all the time that just puts your body in like oh my god what's what's going on <laughs> so <laughs> if we do things and simple little things like the tubing we just did can yeah. really help to um relax the energy and sort of pull you out of that fight or flight and that's where the meditation and breathing and all of that stuff comes in as well because it allows you that that breathing time to pull you out of fight or flight and that's yeah. super important for empaths and sensitives in general really yeah long-term listeners of the podcast know i always talk about meditation grounding breathing and journaling because yeah. that's, those are basically those are the tools of personal leadership of which mindset alchemy is part of it so I, that was amazing i really really enjoyed that thank you tennis that was incredible my pleasure, my pleasure. Tennis, what do you feel your most significant impact to date has been for people? Can you hear me? I see my thing is going round and round and round. <laughs> I can hear you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me think about that first. <laughs> Nothing like having this question thrown at you. Hey? Um, significant impact. I would say... Um, I would like to say that it's, it's, well, <laughs> it depends on what area I guess you mean, because I think that it's a larger impact is made of smaller impacts. Yes, it is. Definitely. Each client, each client, I impact each client with their own, where they're, where they're meant to be. Oh. Um, so I think that that creates a greater impact yes. um, in terms of um career wise mm -hmm. i would say that starting the school has been a great impact for me um i was actually just recently honored as a finalist in the business woman of the year awards which well was done. quite an honor <laughs> i was i was shocked really it was like oh my gosh <laughs> what's uh, going on uh so that was lovely that was lovely um and, it, you know, that was the overall and it was merit based. And so that was uh, that was great. I, I say merit based just because I had to send in a bunch of business stuff to them. Mm -hmm. So that was how the decision was made. People that don't know me or anything. Right. Um, I would say so one impact I would say that is still processing a bit, which is is fascinating to me. Um, I have I had a download of a galactic energy. Mm hmm. And um, I think this is going to become a greater, a greater tool uh, as time goes on, as it becomes, people become more aware of it. Mm -hmm. So in 2019, I woke up one morning and it felt like my crown chakra had been burned. Oh. And I was like, what's going on, right? Um, and then I didn't really get much of a response, but you know, you just go around, you go about your day. I had a client that day um, who was a friend, thankfully. And she got on the bed and and I did the Reiki session and I noticed that my hands were like not tingly, but like kinetic feeling mm -hmm. instead of my usual, like Reiki is very warm energy. So your hands get warm. Um, Aqualead, which is another one that I do, it heals the water within the body and in bodies of water. And it feels more like wavy, mm. you know, but this one was like kinetic feeling. And I was like, oh my gosh. 
am I broken? Like, what was this? <laughs> What's going on? Um, and so my friend gets up after and she's like, whoa, that was intense. And I'm like, are you okay? I might be broken. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, it was amazing. It was just really intense. I'm like, yes. okay. So then I go to another friend's place in a couple of days and we're doing a, a soul retrieval share. And this energy started just as I was getting ready to go. And I'm like, what is this? And he goes, whoa. I said, I know, am I broken? And he's like, no, no. And he he's an angel communicator. Uh, and so he popped in right away. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, that's a new energy you're bringing to the earth. Beautiful. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with that? And he hands me a paper and pen and he says, go write about it. I'm like, I had never done any automatic writing at this uh, point. So I was like, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> he's like, just go and so just go and sit quietly and write what comes to mind. I'm like, all right. So I was already in like channeling space because we'd been doing journey work and I go down to my car. It's a beautiful day. So I open the windows and I sit in my car and I'm like, all right, what do I need to know? Next thing I knew, I had five pages mm -hmm. um, about a new healing modality mm -hmm. called Nukti. Mm -hmm. When I asked them for a, a human name, I was given grief relief. Beautiful. So basically what it is, it's a Pleiadian energy mm -hmm. um, and it goes in and reprograms the cytoplasm within the cells, mm -hmm. because as we know, water and fluid is programmable um, by the Emoto study, right? We, mm -hmm. we that up. So that reprograms the cytoplasm so that it doesn't hold on to the frequency of trauma and grief. Yes. And um, so I just used it. For a number of years i hadn't really you know i just i wasn't sure what to do with it so these things take time to gestate i guess you could say so i just kind of used it as i was going along and um then i guess when would it have been 2020 uh or 2020 2021 sorry in january I kept getting hits that they wanted me to teach it. And I'm like, well, you haven't given me a manual. When you give me a manual, we'll talk, right? Um, then, of course, they sent four of my intuitive friends after me. All of them going, I really want to learn Nakti. It was I like, it. of course you do. It's nothing like pressure. Yeah. Oh, they. they Gentle guidance. Gentle That's it, guidance. yes. If they feel strongly, they'll 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 get their message through. <laughs> they'll help you. Yes, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up uh, scheduling it, and then of course they gave me a manual because um, by now I'm I'm doing the automatic writing thing, and um, so it was quite interesting that I, it, through all of that process, I became a, a galactic ambassador. Mm -hmm. uh, in the other dimensions <laughs> and then now i am a galactic ambassador with the alliance for extraterrestrial diplomatic contact which is a 3d organization mm -hmm. earth in the 3d okay. um that is working um towards getting a change made with the un uh in the vienna convention to create um a more diplomatic environment for when the extraterrestrials do come down or when mm -hmm. they decide they're going to have a diplomatic mission and mm -hmm. uh, because I think they've already been here but they they you know they're not 
ready to announce them being here and and mm. you know it they're all about love and light so this this organization it's really about creating love on the earth so that we can all accept all beings <laughs> with love right yes and uh, so that's why that's why I got involved it's very much like up my alley and of course I have guides that are galactic guides because mm-hmm. of Nukti. and uh, so I I work with them and um so that became a thing so I mm-hmm. that was kind of an interesting interesting journey as well and the Nukti class played a role in that as well and quite impactful so uh, yeah it's so beautiful and it really fits in with your TLC with the love and the light and the expansion of the energy Tanis, it's been such a pleasure having you come and share and share about the energy that you've received, the giftings and the impact you are making in life and other people's lives. What would you like to share as a, um, if you had one thing to say about your journey that could empower our audience, what would that be? I would say um, just because you don't know that you are intuitive doesn't mean you aren't Mm -hmm. Uh, because I didn't really know until later in life and when I look back now I I've had intuition all my life and and realized that I was following it all my life and don't be afraid to tap into that Mm -hmm. um, because it's a beautiful synergy you know we have the perfect ability to pick stuff up and move it here uh, but we don't have perfect knowledge and our guides have perfect knowledge, but they don't have the ability to do stuff. And we have free will. So the other thing is make sure you ask your guides for help because they can't interfere unless we ask. That is something, and now I'm going to restart the whole conversation. We'll have to come back. That is something people forget is you have to ask every day, not yeah. just once a month. And that makes yeah difference oh tennis this has been such a gift thank you so so much i really appreciate your time you getting up early and your effort and energy (laughs) it's been (laughs) awesome well thank you so much it's such an honor thank you thank you for all that you do in the world bringing the light thank you and people remember Reach out to Tannis and see how she can help you shift and change your energy, your life, and your impact on the world. After all, that's how we get to be a catalyst for success. Have a grand, glorious, and amazing day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. And remember, come and find me on social media and tell me what you got out of this where you can shift and change and what it is you'd like to change to. If you'd like to work with me, reach out and let's chat. Have a great, glorious and phenomenal day. Bye-bye.